Aloha and namaste, and welcome back to the Healing Laughter Podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things related to self-love, manifestation, spirituality, the power of positive affirmations, healing water, astrology, and so much more. I'm your host, Katie Atterback. I'm an ICF certified spiritual life coach, a Western tropical astrologer, breathwork practitioner, dog mom, and wannabe mermaid. Today on the show, we're talking about the upcoming Leo new moon on July 28th. And before we get into the astrological update, I want to remind you that astrology is not a tool to predict the future. Rather, it's a tool that is designed to help us get back in touch with ourselves. Now, the reason that astrology can't be used to predict the future, well, there's a few, but one of the biggest is that we have free will. Even though we have free will, our natal chart, our astrology is not designed or created based on us playing small or living in a state of fear. Our birth chart then is a sort of snapshot of our highest selves, what is possible for us if we fully surrender and trust in the universe. I have found, truthfully, that my natal chart has the answers I'm looking for. It is my guide, my map back home to myself, and that same map and these answers are available to you as well. Now, especially if you are a survivor of trauma, childhood trauma, we are likely to reject and distrust ourselves immensely. And I have found astrology to be a way that I can validate emotions and feelings and find my way back home to myself, especially when my external world feels chaotic and turbulent. For example, I found in my natal chart that the relationship between myself and my mom, the relationship between myself and my dad, and even my siblings to some extent are under tremendous amounts of energetic challenges. So much so that my chart interpretation could lead one to conclude that it's actually better for me to cut my losses with my family of origin and work on healing those wounds so that I can become my best self rather than try and make it work because those relationship challenges it's in the energy. It's in my chart that I'm not supposed to have a lovey-dovey, easy relationship with my family of origin, especially my mother and father. It's actually my greatest wound, my early family life. And if you know my story, my experience with narcissistic abuse, being the scapegoat black sheep of my family of origin, if you know that I've gone no contact, it may not surprise you then that my chart offered me a sort of validation that going no contact didn't actually make me a bad person or a villain. Rather, it gave me permission to become my true highest self. It gave me permission to trust that I was on the right path for me, at least in this lifetime. If I wanted to fulfill my purpose on earth, if I wanted to fully elevate and become the highest version of Katie possible, I had to make choices that align with me. I can't necessarily do what's best for my ego or what's best for someone else's ego. And that's what astrology has allowed me to do. Now, speaking of the ego, the energy that we are about to move through or the energy that we are already in, depending on when you're listening to this episode, is hot. And I do want to validate that for you. And I will explain a little bit about why everything feels so explosive. But first, let's get into this Leo new moon happening at the end of July. So on July 28th, 2022, we will have a new moon in the astrological sign of Leo. Now, the new moon will occur at 10.54 a.m. Pacific on July 28th with the moon at 5 degrees and 28 minutes of Leo. Remember, a new moon is a time in which the moon and the sun are conjunct in the same sign. So both the moon and the sun are in Leo on July 28th, and they will both be exactly at 5 degrees of Leo, both the sun and the moon, at 10.54 a.m. 
Now, a new moon represents the very beginning of a cycle. It's when we're planting the seeds for what we want more of, what we want to cultivate, grow, invite into our life. Now, take, for example, gardening. The moon phase would be when we plant the seeds in our garden. We're planting the seeds in the ground. So there's a lot of work, energy, momentum happening underground in the dark that we can't see. It's hidden from our view, but we trust that the seeds are growing, that there's momentum, that these seeds will plant and harvest and come to fruition. So a new moon is a time to make your mark on the world by taking a little bit of time to become self-centered and determine what you want to accomplish. And then we take that vision, break it down into small steps, and we work toward that goal. So during a new moon, the moon will have a particular flavoring or energy depending on what season we are in astrologically. And we can use that zodiac flavoring to help us create goals or ideas to make progress in areas of our life that are most supported by that current energy. So with the new moon on July 28th, we are experiencing a new moon in the sign of Leo. Leos are represented by the lion. They are ruled by the sun. They're very fiery, passionate individuals who love to party and have a good time. Leos love to be around other people and celebrate life and just how awesome it is to be alive. But Leos are also likely to express themselves in very dramatic, creative, and assertive ways. So as a, as a fire sign, Leos have a lot of energy and passion. They're very, um, very good at initiating projects and ideas. They bring people together by creating and having fun and enjoying themselves. So they're natural leaders. They do possess a lot of integrity and determination, but Leo energy can also be a little self-indulgent. Leos can come off as a little cocky because they're so confident in themselves. And Leos can be quite determined and they usually get their way when they really want to. So Leo energy, in a sense, is very proud, very prideful, a lot of that lion imagery coming up. And a challenge for anyone with strong Leo placements, so if, if you are a Leo sun or Leo rising, for example, example, uh, a challenge that you might experience might be related to, you might come off as arrogant or egotistical. So a challenge might be, how can you develop humility and compassion? How can you learn how to detach from your outcome and radiate that abundant energy to everyone around you. Now, when the sun and the moon are both in Leo, it's usually a good time for love because Leo rules the heart. So this is a time to bring out your heart energy, to focus on what opens your heart. And Leo is also the natural ruler of the fifth house. The fifth house is all about creativity, self-expression, children, romance, and affection. Now, Jupiter will be in Aries at the time of this new moon, and the way that Jupiter is aspecting the sun and the moon, Jupiter, remember, as the great expander, it's magnifying these themes of love and romance, joy and passion. So although there's a lot of love energy flowing, this may be a time more about self-love, showing kindness and love to ourselves more than it is about showing love to another person. And that's because Jupiter in Aries is all about independence, doing things ourselves and not relying on others. Now, how many times have you found yourself in a situation where you were like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to assemble this desk chair. I don't know how to fix this leaky faucet. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And how many times have you just blown yourself away in amazement by doing exactly that thing that you said you didn't know how to do? 
oftentimes we have so many internal strengths and abilities that we know nothing about until we are forced to explore that internal resource. And that's kind of what this energy is inviting us to do on a collective scale. It's to explore, dig deep, to keep going in the face of adversity and really learn our true power. So a journal prompt or something to consider around this Leo new moon is where are you most motivated to bring out your independent streak? Now, given that Leo is a fixed sign, if you have any natal planets, aspects, or angles around five degrees of fixed signs, so Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, you are more likely to feel the energy of this Leo new moon the most. And there's actually a lot of activity, a lot of planets in fixed signs. Saturn is in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus, Mars is in Taurus, the sun and the moon are in Leo, Mercury, the north node, the south node, they're all in fixed signs. So we have what's called a fixed grand cross. And this essentially means that the energy is potent when it comes to our willpower for our beliefs and unity consciousness. Now, the way that Saturn is opposing Mercury and squaring that triple conjunction in Taurus is also giving us a hint that there's a lot of truth coming to light, shocking truth, shocking insights. And these revelations will be happening rather quickly. Now, they could appear on the news or they could manifest in the form of brilliant ideas coming to you, like a download or channeling insights, uh, psychic, in, uh, psychic abilities, intuitive thoughts. Now, I do have natal chart reports on the Elevated Aura website if you are interested in learning more about your natal chart or how this Leo New Moon will affect you personally. I do also have solar return reports if you're interested in getting a closer look at your year ahead. So with Leo being very linked to the heart, this energy, like I said, is inviting us to stay in love, to stay in our heart space. And I think that's absolutely beautiful because the heart is an incredibly powerful instrument. Did you know that the electromagnetic field of the heart is actually 5,000 times stronger than the electromagnetic field of our brain? Not only that, but the heart contains something like 40,000 brain neurons. So in a way, our heart is our big brain and our brain is our little brain. So our heart is where we have this emotional love-based intelligence, and that is far superior to the rational intelligence of our brain. So this Leo new moon is an energy that's inviting us to drop into that heart space, to drop into our heart and to step into feelings of love, joy, gratitude, peace, and freedom. So breathing, uh, doing breath work is going to be huge at this time. Taking deep breaths, visualizing your heart breathing in and out is going to feel really helpful and relaxing at this time as are affirmations related to sovereignty and self-love. So something along the Leo lines of I am, I exist, and I will let my light shine. Also remember with Jupiter in Aries, Aries is that power warrior energy. This is not victim energy. This is I am a warrior for love energy, love revolution energy. So breath work, making sure that you take care of yourself, drinking lots and lots of water will be key. I do also want to call your attention to an astrological event happening a few days after the Leo new moon, which is a rare triple conjunction in Taurus with Mars, Uranus, and the North Node all in Taurus. So the exact triple conjunction will occur on July 31st, August 1st, depending on where you are in the world. But I do want to flag this for you because this energy is hot. It's intense. It's explosive. It's a once in a lifetime event as well. The last time this triple conjunction in Taurus occurred was around 324 BC, which is around the time of Alexander the Great. So like some 2,500 years ago, 
And whatever happens around this time, whatever gets triggered by this triple conjunction in Taurus is likely to have energetic ripple effects for decades, if not centuries. So what do we know about this triple conjunction energy? What can we expect? Well, it's likely going to feel like we are whitewater rafting and there's going to be a lot of turbulence, probably feelings of chaos for a few months, at least until October. If you have a lot of fixed sign placements, if you have a lot of planets, aspects, or angles in Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, or Leo, you might actually feel this into 2023 because in October, we're going to have another round of eclipse season and it's going to hit those fixed signs again. But like I said, it's rare to have this energy together. So it's rare to have Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in one particular sign, let alone Taurus. And together, these three, it's a very electric charge. It's a very explosive combination. It's a clash of archetypes. So it's control versus freedom. It's the past versus the future. And Taurus is all about the body. It's about the earth. It's about food, safety, security, the economy. And for the first time in our lives, because Uranus has an 84-year cycle, Uranus is moving to 18 degrees of Taurus. So where do you have 18 degrees of Taurus in your chart? Which house is activated? This is going to give you the idea as to which area of your life is most likely to experience radical change. So I also want you to look for planets and angles around 17 to 19 degrees of fixed signs. Taurus is a fixed sign, so Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. I'm not saying this to scare you, by the way. I'm just telling you from my own life experience and from studying the energy that this truthfully is the kind of energy where if you don't make that change yourself, the energy will do it for you. And if the energy makes these decisions, these moves for you, I guarantee it's going to feel much more uncomfortable than if you had just made that change yourself, just ripped the bandit off yourself. So have a look at your needle chart and figure out which house is activated by 18 degrees of Taurus. And then where do you have 17 to 19 degrees of Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius? Which houses are activated? Which planets are activated? And if you're not sure, you can get a report at elevatedaura.com. So Back on July 5th, taking you back just a few weeks ago, Mars entered the sign of Taurus while Jupiter was in Aries. Now, Jupiter does what Mars says because when Jupiter is in Aries, Jupiter is in Mars's home turf. So Jupiter expands what Mars wants, material and financial stability, security, money, food. But here's the thing. Mars does not like to be in Taurus because Taurus is Venus's home turf. So Mars actually is feeling a little bit debilitated by the goddess of love and has been feeling debilitated since July 5th. And instead of taking action, warrior energy in Taurus, Mars ends up kind of just digging its heels in the sand. It holds on to anger. It fights by not moving. Now, Taurus is a fixed, fixed sign. So that means Taurian energy wants things to stay the same. I like things the way they are. But Mars is like, you know what? No, let's go. It's time for change. So Mars will be in Taurus until August 20th. So until around August 20th, you may find that disagreements are happening more routinely. You also might find that you're digging your heels in the, in the sand in, in a particular area of your life. Now, like I mentioned during the Capricorn full moon earlier this month, there's a Saturn-Pluto conjunction that we just experienced as well that was identical to what it looked like in January 2020, right before the lockdowns and the heavy rules and regulations happened. 
in that conjunction, but sandwiched between the two, sandwiched between Saturn and Pluto, was the goddess dwarf planet of Ceres. Now, Ceres is also activated during this Leo new moon. She will be at two degrees of Leo. And as the goddess of harvest and corns, or the goddess of agriculture, when Ceres is conjunct with the sun and the moon, it may indicate that there's some ongoing issue that we're experiencing or about to experience with the food supply. Now, if we're looking ahead, if we're looking at other things going on astrologically, energetically, food shortages and food disruptions are likely to continue through 2026. Why? Uranus is all about disruption, disruptions and Uranus will be in Taurus until 2026. So we are about halfway through that cycle of food supply issues. We have about three and a half years to go because Uranus came into Taurus in 2018. So Mars and Taurus are not the best of friends. Taurus also doesn't particularly get along with Uranus either because Taurus loves security and safety and Uranus, as you're starting to get the vibe, is all about evolution and revolution. Uranus is a signal that we've outgrown something and that something new is ready to emerge for our own evolution. And that can be a higher state of consciousness. It can be a higher state of being. And it usually involves galactic information, shocking revelations. And because Taurus is a fixed sign, fixed signs do not like change. They like the familiar. We may just want to put our head in the sands and not deal with all the new. But Uranus is about the unexpected revolution. So that line from Jurassic Park really does feel appropriate right now. Like, hold on to your butts. Because there really could be unexpected revolutionary moves with this triple, conjun triple conjunction. Like, I'm talking, there could be protests related to the economy, possibly following some sort of shakeup of financial systems or the food change, and the protests related to all of the shocking changes might become violent because of this energetic conjunction with Mars and Uranus in the North Node. So like I said, Uranus is also about galactic information. And I think the galactic consciousness piece of this energy is very interesting because we also have Cherico at six degrees, 28 minutes of Aquarius opposing the Leo sun and moon. Cherico, if you're not familiar, was the wife of Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. And in your natal chart, Chiron represents your biggest wound. So Cherico was the wife of Chiron and she would help Chiron heal by grounding, by just being her true authentic self. So Cherico is often invoked with Buddhist principles of grounding. She represents permanent stillness, a permanent sense of peace, also a transition of life to death, but also a transition of consciousness. So it's possible with Cherico being activated that we are about to experience some kind of expansion of consciousness. Perhaps we're going to be integrating new information from faraway galaxies into our human bodies. And that would be one of the biggest evolutionary leaps that we could make. So maybe there is an opportunity for massive healings. One important thing to figure out, though, before this energy gets even stronger, before these kinds of galactic, you know, technologies are available is what is your truth? What is a fuck yes and what is a hell no? So during this time, you may want to call upon Cherico for guidance and support. Just allow her to help you connect with yourself in a way that you remember. You remember your worth, you remember your lovability, your joy, your strength, and you allow anything not of love to fall away. Now with Mars and Uranus partnered together during this time, it really suggests that we are going to experience some kind of upgrade to our body. 
Taurus rules the body. Taurus also rules the earth. So this could be a physical body upgrade to the human body. It also could be the earth getting an upgrade. I'm not the only one who has noticed this, but it does seem like the birds are singing louder. The sun and the moon seem brighter and bigger. The sky seems bluer. The trees actually seem like they're more alive, like they're dancing in the wind and communicating through the air. So nature feels more alive, more colorful, stronger. And we too are nature. So speaking of nature, earthquakes are highly likely at this time. Uranus is the planet of earthquakes. And whenever there's Mars-Uranus conjunctions, it's the classic signature of earthquakes and volcanic activity. Just to make things fun, Sedna, the dwarf planet, is at 29 degrees of Taurus. That's the last degree, the anoretic degree. And whenever something is at the last degree of a sign, it usually expresses itself in an extreme way. Now, given that Taurus is fixed Earth, disruptions and volatility like earthquakes are possible. Now, the North Node are, is going to be activated during this triple conjunction as well. The North Node is all about our collective path, our faded path. So the nodes, the North Node and the South Node, they tell a story where we've been and you know what we know, that's our South Node. And then the North Node is about what we need to do to achieve personal growth. It's our collective destiny, where we're moving karmically. Now, the nodes moved into Taurus and Scorpio. The North Node is in Taurus, South Node is in Scorpio in January 2022. And they're going to hang out in these signs for about 18 months. Prior to being in Taurus and Scorpio, the, no the, <laughs> the nodes were in Gemini and Sagittarius. While the nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio, that's through July 2023, we're really being challenged to think about how we want to show up for ourselves. How do we want to foster our sense of self-worth and how do we want to be self-sufficient? So we're going to have a lot of realizations related to these topics. And because Uranus is all about quantum jumps, these realizations are not necessarily going to be smooth or linear. So Uranus's future-oriented energy combined with that North Node in Taurus could really help us identify what do we need to do to get to where we're meant to be. And it may unfold in such a truly shocking and spiritual way that it really just compels us to re-envision what we find comfortable, what we find pleasurable, what makes us feel a sense of security. And because Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, Aquarius is all about the collective community, it's a humanitarian sign, this transit or this energy could be kind of leading us to this realization that the way that we make the world better is not by focusing on ourselves, it's by focusing on how do we make the world cozier for others? How do we show up, tap into our inner strength so that we make the world a great place for every single one of us? Now, you might experience some kind of grand epiphany, like I said, download or channels uh, around July 31st, August 1st, when this conjunction is exact. But because Saturn, the planet of boundaries and restrictions, is also hanging out in Aquarius and squaring off against that triple conjunction in Taurus, we might have to put our nose to the grindstone before we see any fruits of our labor. So again, this is a time where doing what feels right for you is going to be way more important than doing something because somebody else told you to. So use your own discernment. Get clear on what is important to you because this energy is not exactly stable. So if you are determined and clear about something, kind of like a baby learning to walk, it's very chaotic and turbulent and babies fall down, but they're motivated to get up and try again because they have an idea of the reward. So know your purpose. 
Uh, some other helpful aspects to note during this time, Venus will be in Cancer and is forming a friendly sextile to Uranus and the North Node in Taurus. And this aspect can urge you to kind of just take ownership of the weirdest, most unusual imaginative thoughts that you have, especially related to relationships, beauty, money. The more open you can be, the more magic that you can invite into your life by just accepting your true self, it could lead to truly beautiful magic moments and maybe even financial abundance. Mercury will also be trining Chiron during this time, which may be opening up our wounds so that we can heal them possibly through words. There are also some geographies that might be impacted more by this energy than others. So countries with their mid-heaven being activated, that's your public image, include Western South America, Eastern Mexico, Cuba. The Eastern U.S. seaboard is uh, triggered and the energy is skimming Washington, D.C. itself. There's also a line running through China, Indonesia, and Thailand. So it's possible that we could see one or more of these governments impacted and or in the news. There also could be medical advances, like like I was saying, like shocking medical advances at this time. And that's because Taurus rules the body and Uranus is about quantum galactic upgrades. So there could also be uh, geographical discoveries as well, Earth being like a Taurian ruled body. So maybe a new continent will be discovered, or maybe there's going to be news coming out of Antarctica. So look at your natal chart, figure out which house is activated by 18 degrees of Taurus, where do you have 17 to 19 degrees of Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius? Which houses are activated? Which planets are activated? And keep in mind that Taurus is the natural ruler of the second house. So look and see what's happening there as well. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, or if you want a more personalized report, you can visit elevatedaura.com. Keep in mind that whatever happens externally at this time, know that you are safe. You are loved. You are divinely guided and supported. And I love you. That's our show for today. If you haven't already, you can sign up for my newsletter, Love Notes, on Elevated Aura's website. That way you can make sure that you're updated on all of my offerings and the latest energy updates. Remember, kindness starts within. We're all to just focus inward, to be kind to ourselves before we started worrying about what anyone else was doing. This world would be such a different place.